0: phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash speaks. That's betterhelp.com slash music speaks for 10% off your first month. And thank you again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode.
1: At checkout for 10% off your order.
0: That's right, James. Go to BonesCoffee.com to kickstart your new coffee addiction and use the code MUSICSPEAKS for 10% off today.
1: Like many of you, we've had a depression during life's ups and downs.
0: Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face.
1: Follow us on our journey as
0: we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, Review band biographies and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast, where we fight depression with the power of music. That's right, you know, music is, is, is uh, very helpful to the mind, body, and soul. And we have a, we have a great interview for you today. Um, first, let me introduce them to each of you. Uh, so formed in 2002, uh, last year, I think, right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, formed, formed out last year in 2022 and having already sort of show in the home city of Canada's capital, a city and Canada's capital. Uh, the space between are ones to watch for the visceral blend of hard rock and metal. The group consists of three members, from a woman... Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong here. And vocalist, Marin Pagan. P- Pagan? That
2: was perfect. No one gets it on the first try. So you're already one up yes. and M.
1: Right on. Because I have trouble with names. Oh my God. You know, so it's all right.
2: I'm the same uh, way. <laughs> cool.
1: All right. So we got guitarist, uh, James Sheehan. Shaheen. Shaheen. Sha- close. Shaheen. I'm close on that one. And yeah. drummer, uh, consists of Tom Sergi.
2: Yeah, that's perfect. Nice.
1: There you go. Two point five out of 2 out of three ain't bad, y'all. Two out of three ain't bad. Uh, So together, uh, their explosive energy and stage presence grabs attention like no other. The space between are unafraid to challenge themselves and the status quo, making them a deadly mix of one hell of a power power ready to blow. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming on. I greatly appreciate this. Thank you so much
2: for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Well, first
1: question I gotta get out of the gate. Um, uh, uh, traffic, okay. So before we got on, you're like, okay, can I can we uh, postpone it just a little bit? I'm like, yeah, sure. I can, you know. So, um, so what? What's what, Okay, so what cities and states have the worst traffic y'all re- ever been in,
2: ever?
3: Montreal. Montreal. Really? That's I'm saying Montreal. Okay. I hate driving in Montreal.
2: Uh, I would say Toronto. Um. But Montreal is also pretty bad, especially when you get to old Montreal and the streets are super tiny and mm. you can barely fit two cars on there. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think?
4: I'm going to go
1: with Montreal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: I'm, go with Montreal. Montreal. I'm
1: the odd one out there. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah, because I'm in uh, cause I'm in America and, and uh, either New York, California, or um, Chicago is like the worst. Yeah. But it's worse all the right, well, around. So, I mean, we're all right, you know? Or alright, because many people don't know how to drive anymore. The you know, after a big
4: tour, maybe we'll have a different answers.
1: Yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, okay. So, um, so y'all located in, and uh, in, um, so what, what, what state are y'all located in?
2: So we're in Ottawa, Ontario, okay. which is Canada's capital. Right.
1: Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, because I figured that. Um, well, hell, I mean, y'all. Y- so, 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 how many states have you been to so far? being on tour
2: um we haven't done any tour dates yet okay. um so far it's just ontario that we've got shows lined up in hopefully mm. by the new year we'll be able to hit quebec as well maybe a little bit further i think american states are probably a little further in the future just yeah. because there's a few uh visa travel Air things Force, that we yeah. would have to get yeah. through but uh we'd love to get through canada and Hop on to Europe and hopefully America, not too far afterwards.
1: Nice, and so so y'all have got to come to South Carolina because that's where I am. You know, okay, maybe there we can, go. maybe I can book you somewhere. down here, so that'd be awesome. Uh, yes, so yes. let's talk about music, cause that's why we're here, and that's why we have you on the show. Um, so there's been a lot of a lot of great musicians and albums out in the in the past and future coming up, with a lot of great album covers. So, uh, can you tell me your favorite album cover? Ooh.
2: Yeah. Album cover.
3: Okay, we were we were talking about this a little bit earlier today. We were talking about, I don't know if you know, um, the new Mammoth project, Wolfgang Van Halen's project. Yeah, I do. Uh, I really like the album artwork from his first album with, like, the big crab. I thought that <laughs> Ooh, was really fun. Yeah. So, I think in recent years, that's probably my favorite.
2: Mm-hmm. That is a good one. It's a little more outlandish than i usually like but i mean you can't go wrong with the big crab i think for me one that springs to mind immediately is the black album by metallica that's um that's like
1: not even a cover i
2: like the simplicity i like the simplicity although i will say our ep's cover is not bad either well
1: well, then you can say the same thing about kanye's the black album cover too because that's black right so not much of a cover yeah, i know right and uh and there's um there's uh there, oh man there, there's the uh fake band that that, that they did a song called stonehenge oh spinal tap yes they're all yeah. in black so you yeah. like three covers or the same cover black
4: yeah <laughs> which is great
1: how about you tom uh
4: i'd probably go with dream theater's train of thought ooh i really like that one yes uh, but I really like the vinyl version of "Hail to the King" by Avenged Sevenfold. I got that tattooed on my shoulder.
1: Nice. Yeah, I'm not a real big fan of um, Avenged Sevenfold, but that's okay. That's me. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. You hurt Tom's feelings. <laughs> There's no, no hurt feelings. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. This is all good stuff. We're all having fun here, man. So, uh, okay. So, um, a lot of people are wanted wanted to um, find out how. Um, band members meet, you know, whether it's high school or or Craigslist. I don't know if you have Craigslist over there. Yeah, yep. but um, yeah. So how, how do you because because the more people understand about how how people meet each other in sports bands, the more they can, get, you know, be more. Um, I guess uh, used to the fact that you can meet people in, anywhere in your life, you know.
2: Hmm. I mean, it's a little bit of a funny story. So James and I were in a different project together a few years ago but we've actually known each other since we were babies and um, our moms work together in the same yeah. community so they would go to events together and and we would hang out and many many years later I I hate to tell you this but I actually didn't remember who you were when you applied. Oh, no! Um,
3: <laughs> I cried and I cried for weeks when she told me that
2: um, But no, we were in a previous project together and, and we decided that we wanted to shake up the sound a little bit from what we were doing. And so that was pre pandemic. And then obviously things got shut down a little bit and we had to take a bit of a a hiatus finding people, but uh, as soon as we could, we put out some Facebook ads and there he was.
4: There you were. All right. Right place, right time.
1: Yeah. So, um, Okay, so we're gonna dive deep in this because I, because uh, I see James has the shirt of Tool, one of my favorite bands, and I think, I think that Tom looks like Adam from Tool. You know what? I could see that. I know. <laughs> so Tom I may...
2: is not, not a super huge Tool fan. We're still teaching him. Yeah, it's not that I
4: don't like them. It's just I don't really know them.
2: I
1: and I totally understand that because Tool is such a unique band. You know, not many people understand their whole uh, message that they have. I still don't understand, you know. But um, but, but Maren, I have, I do have a, uh, I, I watched your TikTok, and I watched the ones that you listed, which which albums you like better. And you put oh, yeah. and you put Undertow at the very bottom. What's up with that?
2: Undertow. I'm sorry. Und- I mean, <laughs> Undert- <laughs> I got into Tool. Later in life, oh, okay. Um, okay. My dad introduced me to them. Oh, nice. And yeah, I think Undertow is a little more of like a. It, it doesn't totally. I feel like it doesn't totally reflect their sound right now. Right. Um. I mean, I put Ten Thousand Days as my my first pick, which I still stand by. It's got. <laughs> i mean vicarious is probably my favorite tool song it's got that one on it um and then i think james and i both agree that the new album fear inoculum is also despite you know some people being a little iffy about it at the beginning i think tempest is also one of their best songs and and most people think you're a little crazy for listening to a 15 minute song but it doesn't feel like 15 minutes
1: yeah uh, a lot of people forget about the the, the album survival Now mm-hmm. I love survival but, but that was the uh I guess that was the uh like a like a holiday issued out one, right? Yeah, so not many people know about that one.
2: Yeah, I don't uh I'm not that deep in the lore. I mean I, I know of <laughs> yeah. it. But uh it's it's not always on my radar. Um there you go. but I I guess that's my wake up call that I if I'm going to call myself a true fan, I need to they revisit can. the catalog.
1: Uh you're you're doing fine right now cuz I I I like them but not as much as, as as I do like Black Label Society and the Misfits. You know, those are my 2 go-to bands. Speaking oh. of their favorite bands, um what are your favorite bands? G- g- give me at least 3 of them for each for each each, oh. you, oh, three yeah.
3: each, yeah, three. You know. yeah. Oh man, um, it it's a it's a rough one because I think mine change pretty frequently. So like I'll, yeah. you know, I'll go and listen to a couple bands for like a good chunk of time and then I'll move on to the next. But I think um, in the context of what we do and like what I've been listening to, I'll, like I would say Mastodon is a big one. Um, I would say Mammoth Now is a big one, and. I'm going to say Dorje. Okay. It's just a smaller band, but I think that's a big one for me as well.
4: Nice. Uh, I know you don't like them, but Avenged Sevenfold is <laughs> my number one. I love Avenged Sevenfold.
1: Hey, man, it's uh, all good here. <laughs> started
4: with Call of Duty, and yeah. then their song yep. Call of Duty really yep. like skyrocketed me into the, like the metal scene. Right. Uh, I love Dream Theater. <laughs> they were huge for me when I was learning how to drum. Mike Portnoy is just a beast. Mm. And Manchay carries that torch well. Mm. Uh, and I like Linkin Park. i I like lincoln park
2: yeah lincoln park is a good one lincoln park used to be a favorite of mine a few years back although they're not as heavily in rotation now but i still love them but i think my top three i mean number one for me is definitely tool biggest influence (laughs) and also they just have the nostalgia factor for me as well because like i told you um i grew up listening to them with my dad you know taking Long drives in the middle of the night on the highway, and just windows down, and we would always be listening to Tool at full blast.
3: Could probably get through like one song. On yeah, like half hour exactly.
2: Um, who else? Three Days Grace has been a big one yes. for me recently. Yes. Um, and Billy Talent, both awesome Canadian bands. Who who knows? Maybe maybe someday we would end up on a bill with them.
1: There you go. You know, the sky's the limit for y'all. You know. So, Tom, um, I got two drum requests for you, buddy. One, okay. how did you feel when, when Mike Portnoy left Dream Theater and Mike Mangini came in? Because I think that's a fair, that's a fair question to ask anybody. Yeah, that's
4: a, that's a very divisive question, yeah. Yeah. especially among Dream Theater fans. Yeah, I prefer the Portnoy era, hands okay. down. I prefer the Portnoy era. Yes. right. Yeah. Um, I just vibe with his drumming more than Mangini's drumming. Okay. Like it just it resonates more with how I play. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Okay, fair, fair enough. Because because I love Portnoy's era too. Uh, okay, so so best drummer ever is it, um, Neil Peart or Jason Bonham or have you? I mean, because everybody's Neil heard or of
4: Jason Bonham,
1: John, John, ja- no, John Bonham. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, oh, John Bonham. Jason's good too, this Jason's is good is too. awesome. Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, for their era, they're they're both like the greatest of their time. Yeah. So that's a very tough question. I would say Neil. Parrot, just because he plays more like my heroes, like he's more like a prog guy, and I'm more of a prog drummer. So okay. I- I'm gonna go with Neil Parrot, James. But no, just, yeah, yeah, no, 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 shame to, no oh, no. Shame to John Bonham, he's <laughs> awesome.
1: No, no, I'm just a low, low fear, a low fear, James. Um, a um, best guitarist ever made, ever, besides you. Ever? I mean, you're, yeah, I mean, you're pretty Except badass. Dude. You. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh.
3: best guitarist mm-hmm. ever, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, you know what? I think for like historical sake, I'm going to go with uh, – Hen- no, you know what? I'm going to go with Eddie Van Halen. I was going to go between Hendrix or Eddie Van Halen. We're kind think... of like
1: the same kind of deal, right? because
3: yeah, I- It's I- so hard. Van Halen learned from Hendrix. So,
1: I mean, you got the best That's of both true. Worlds. So, I
3: guess if you go that far back – I mean Hendrix. But then you could just keep going farther back. I mean, right. you can just –
1: Yeah. <laughs> but can... uh, yeah.
3: I-, I think those two are, are two that sort of skyrocketed. You know especially like the rock genres but uh right yeah in terms of what they're doing
1: so uh i forgot to ask um tom um who inspired you to play drums
4: uh so i'm more of an opportunity drummer my dad was a drummer so it was kind of just there who inspired me to play drums uh it was i mean it was probably a mix of me just like I was in high school playing drums and we had to do assignments. So I was like, I, I got into dream theater through a high school project. Um, we had oh, to man. do some, some song that had some historical meaning. So I did Sacrificed Sons cause it was like 9-11 yeah. and that made me like dive into dream theater. So I'm going to say dream theater.
1: Nice. nice. Maren, um, who inspired you to sing?
2: Who inspired me to sing? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I don't know if I can give you a firm answer on that. I know when I was younger, um, I was very into pop and musical theater, mm-hmm. um, because of my my mom was very into both of those genres, and we would go to the theater all the time. And I think when I was younger, I liked I liked the theatricality and the bigness of it, and and I liked the idea of of performing for people and and giving them sort of the same emotions that I felt when I saw people performing on stage and then after musical theatre I got more into classical music and then from that, I it was a weird transition but I found my passion for performing rock music and and metal music afterwards. Mm-hmm. But in terms of who inspired me to sing, gosh. I don't know. I mean, if I'm going that far back to my like theater days, I would probably say Adina Menzel. but if I'm talking about who inspires what I want to project now as a singer, I would probably say Lizzie Hale.
1: Mm, she is powerful.
2: Yeah, incredible powerhouse yeah. Well,
1: vocalist. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of um well, well, well would that be um would that be one of your favorite singers of like all time, Olivia?
2: I think in terms of female vocalists, um, in our genre, definitely. She's yeah. um, she's a big inspiration for me. I mean, she's she's what I aspire to sound like and and perform like. I mean, she's she's just a beast. Um, but if I expanded my range a little bit, if we're talking about like the best vocalists. I would say one that comes to mind is Chris Cornell.
1: Yes, yes, he is. I, I'm still amazed that like he's still not with us, you know, to this day. Yeah. That makes me so so mad, you know, kind of. Cause I, I I think you're right. I think he is the like the, the talent, uh, best mo- male vocalist ever mm-hmm. in, the, in the world of music. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So James, who inspired you to play guitar?
3: Um, I'd say from an early age, it was probably, um, I think there's two big ones. I think the first one was Ace Frehley from Kiss. Mm. I was a really big Kiss fan for a long time. I still am. But, uh, I think the other one that kind of reboosted that was, uh, John Five. Was another really big inspiration for me.
1: He's, he's, he's he's uh, from Motley Crue now, right?
3: Yeah, Yeah, he's touring with Motley Crue now.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you think that Kiss will ever retire... I think they will... Because I've seen them on their first retirement tour back in 2001 it's... or 2000, yeah. you know? It's like, come on, you world guys. Let's... <laughs> I saw them in
3: 20, 2018 on yeah. the End of the World Tour, and I have tickets to see them again in the fall on the End of the World Tour. Nice. So, um, I think, I. you know what? I think after this, they actually will. I think the only reason it got really extended for this last Co- run was because of COVID. COVID, Yeah. So, I think from at least what it sounds like, it sounds like they're kind of ready to sort of hang it up and be done with it after this tour. So, I guess we'll see. But I think they'll actually retire now. That's my guess.
1: I think Kiss will retire, but I think that we'll get like solo um, uh, albums from, you know, all of the other, you know, kind of like what we got way back when. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, probably. All right. So, uh, let's talk about your cover of uh, the Space Between EP. It's very uh, okay. So for people who are listening, it's—I I think it's the sun coming down on the on the city, correct?
2: I mean, something. It's up to interpretation. I know okay. when we when we originally approached our graphic designer Andy, who totally ran with our weird vision and and did an incredible job with it. Um. The EP and the themes that are covered within the EP are a lot of themes of of life and death and, and growth and, and kind of all these moving, very human emotions um, and themes and feelings. And I think that we wanted that to be a part of the cover. So I know, I think when we first pitched it to him, we're like, we want to have some kind of gradual transition between like, a busy like green city sort of like trailing into an apocalyptic thing oh. like a a comparison and and contrast like that um which he he ran with and he gave us his yeah. more graphic designing ideas that um might work better but uh yeah i mean i love what he came up with and i think like i said it's really It's up to, to the viewers interpretation. I know I have my own idea of what it means to me. I'm sure James and Tom have their own ideas. I don't know if you guys have anything to add on that.
1: Well, Oh, Oh, okay. Now that you said that man, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it now still. And, and, and for me now it looks like a, like, like the city's getting sucked in by like a black hole.
4: And I think that actually is what it's maybe supposed to be. I'm not too sure. It was one. It was one of the
3: ideas I think in rotation. Yeah.
2: (laughs) If you look real closely at it, and you kind of zoom in, you yeah. can see parts of the buildings kind of being sucked into that void. I
1: see it now. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's not. Uh, it's not a super noticeable thing, especially on a, a small screen. But and right. um, we did hide a few different things in the cover. Ooh. If you're, if you're wanting to take a look,
1: love- The logo is in there. I love Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Okay, so um, so. Uh, from beginning and was this like like a like a like a I don't want to say easy, but was this w- really like a like a non-thinker? Like you didn't have to th- put much into creating this. I mean, it just flowed real easy, or was it one uh, or was it hard to like you know
3: make? I think it's like you're talking the whole like process as a whole. Yeah, I think uh, it's hard. Like there were some things where you do a big stretch of it like for example like the writing we had done a lot of this writing over the pandemic so we had a long kind of time to do it Mm -hmm. so it didn't feel like it was that hard i don't think but then you know when you go into the studio then you do all you do the recording you do all this back and forth to mix it and make changes and i felt like that was a pretty hard process at least for me um where you actually finally hear the stuff that you've written and maybe you have demos for it and all that kind of stuff and then you hear the way it sounds when someone else records it or when you do a different take and so that was really hard for me to kind of reprocess and reappreciate the music we had written in this kind of new context in this new recording um so that was really hard for me but then i think um you know the album artwork was not too bad and, and everything else was kind of straightforward after that i think the recording process was the hardest part for me
2: yeah i would agree with that i think especially like james said because we wrote a lot of those songs years ago, finally coming back into the studio um, and making some changes to them. I mean, that was that was tricky because we would had these songs in our head for such a long time going in a specific way. And and then when you work with an an engineer as talented as ours, Steve Foley, who's worked with tons of amazing, uh, amazing artists, um, who's giving you great suggestions. I mean, your ego gets a little bit in the way because those songs are somewhat, they're your babies and you've had them for years and you've played them a certain way for so long when someone comes along and they're like, oh, hey, maybe we want to make a little change to this. I found that that was tricky, Um, but now, I mean, we've been back in the studio since with newer songs and I think that that was a lot easier and we were a little more flexible on that just because... They were still fresh, and it wasn't something that was kind of sitting off to the side as something for so long before changing it.
1: So the song "The Cage," um, it sounds like you were inspired by the by audio slave song "Kutais," because I could see that. And that song yeah. it builds up into the guitar riff, and 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 I mean, when you have twenty two frets, twenty four frets, six strings. I mean you're you're bound to like sound like some other song and I get that. I get that, because um, i another band I had to talk to one of their songs and one part of their song sounded like Triple H's theme from the game by Motor. It's bound to happen. were, were you in, in inspired by that song, coach or just or it just came like it it just came out sounding like, sounding like that? You know, actually, I
3: don't think I was. It's interesting now that you mentioned that because I never made that connection before, but I see what you're saying. Um, I think the inspiration for me for that was more like um, 90s, like industrial rock bands, like Nine Inch Nails, Filter, um, those kind of things. Like, it's just, you know, all like drop D type riffs. Like, it's, you know, nothing crazy, but it's, you know, headbanging, that sort of thing. So I think like at the time, Filter was a band I was listening to a lot. Um, So it was more of that sort of inspiration.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I get that, too, because, I mean, because, I mean, uh, you know, you, you make songs wanting not to sound like people, but if it, if it happens by like accident, it's yeah. kind of like the more the better, you know, because you always kind of get that feeling like, okay, well, he was inspired by this, I better go check out that band, you know, so that's awesome, that's awesome. Um, So, y'all are, cl- you're, you're, you're cl- uh, on Apple Music, you're classified as rock. Um, is that true, or or are you all kind of like a metal vibe? Because on the on the intro to the song so happy. it sounds like you're like Slipknot vibe, you know, like chugging, 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 chugging along, you know, and, and it kind of goes into the, the rock kind of vibe. Do you all consider yourself rock or metal as of right now?
4: Rock. I nice. Mean. Okay. Yeah,
3: I think we're like we're like hard rock.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: It's tricky. We're we're kind of in this in between genre. Like we have metal elements for sure and i think tom's drumming brings a lot of that yes um but we still have the more so classic rock elements of you know we have catchy riffs and choruses and we have melodic vocals and things like that so it's it's tricky to categorize ourselves but i think i think we're probably more in rock Genre right now, although um, in the future, who knows? We could yeah. uh, shift a little more. And I know some of the stuff we've been writing has been a little heavier, so we'll we'll see how far we get into metal.
1: Nice, yes, metal is always good, you know. Um, always okay. good. Always good. So I got one more question for you, and then you know, I'll let you go eat or whatever you have to do <laughs> later in life. Um, so I asked this for for all my guests, and I and I and I and, I, and this is the hardest question I think that. I have for y'all today. I don't know yet, we'll see, you know. So um is there, now this is for all three of you in, in, in individually. Is there an album, artist, or song that you can think of right now that you can listen to, but you can't tell me or your band members or your mom and dad how it makes you fi- feel deep inside your soul? It's like your absolute go-to song, whenever you're feeling, down and out or, you know, it just speaks to you. Oh, yeah,
3: that's a good one.
1: Hard
2: I one. have a few that come. You got to pick one.
1: No, I know. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be one. It could be like two or three.
3: <laughs> I am gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna say. Let me just remember the album name. I have the band name <laughs> and I, I want to make sure I'm getting the right album yeah, so I don't right, get yeah. flamed for anything.
1: Yeah. We got to get everything right here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I, I
3: want to fact check myself here.
2: Don't want anyone coming after you no, on no. the internet. No. Like, that yeah. song's not
1: on that album. <laughs> yeah. When he's looking at it, Marin, what, uh, what 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 song sticks in your mind? Because I know you said you I got think, two or three.
2: Yeah, I think. The main one for me, I don't listen to it often, um, but I would probably say Closer to Fine by the Indigo Girls. Mm. Don't laugh at that. I'm not laughing. I'm saying, okay, I didn't
1: expect that. (laughs) That's that's, that's a good song. Um, No judgment.
2: uh, It was one of my, Indigo Girls are one of my mom's favorite bands, and she's... I mean, I, I take influence from both my dad and, and my mom in terms of my music taste, and I think my dad is more of my outward music taste in terms of the rock and the industrial and, and the grunge and whatnot, um, but I mean, my mom definitely just gives you those songs that, uh, that really make you feel something, and mm. I think that's probably a, a go-to for when, uh, when you just need to feel, and, and I think that song really speaks to me.
1: All right James.
3: Yeah. I would Okay, I was trying to pick like a specific album and then when I went and looked at the discography, I realized I really can't because <laughs> okay. I I think they all are good. I think the band that I would pick would be The Tragically Hip. Okay. Um it's too, I mean huge in in Canada, but I think their entire catalog to me there's no bad hip song. There's just slightly less good hip songs, but I think like their whole for me discography is
4: is like flawless.
1: I'm going to use uh, that term slightly less good. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, Tom.
4: I think for me, it's gonna be a little guilty pleasure pick. All right. Uh, I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna go with the Black Parade by Ooh, My Chemical Romance. Great,
1: great album. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, I got into that album like right after a breakup. It was a hard time. It's a very dark album, right? Yeah. And I think I was going over out of a breakup. And I had family members pass away at around the same time, so yeah. it was it was just an album that helped me get through that that dark period.
1: Yeah, those were all good, you know. And I and I do like the, like my um, my co-host is a drummer, and he is he's a fan over the Black Parade, um, which is, which means a lot to him too. So yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from with that one. So um, so that that was the last question for y'all um thank you for coming on the show this is very awesome of y'all to to, uh, to take time out of your day to uh, talk to me <laughs> of all of people today um and i do hope that you'll come back later on you know because because uh, i still going to the top you know like over slipknot era you know i don't know if i'm my my, my thing's too high but i but i see y'all going to a lot of places you know so and that's a very, very good thing and even though you like events so full of old time, I still love you like a brother, dude. Alright. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, that. man. Alright, so for everybody that's cleaning right now, always remember and the music. Bye guys.